Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. It was so much fun talking last week about credit score with people. Yes. We're going to mix it up a little bit this week. Uh Uh-oh. I actually wanted to do something that I feel is a topic that people may have like thoughts about. And so I was like, there's no two better people to share than us on this topic. And that is, does money really make you happy? Mm. Which is kind of a loaded question because then you have to think, okay, what does happiness mean? Because what it may mean to me and what it may mean to you could be two completely different things, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But I think for most people, it is such a theme mm-hmm. in households that if we made X or if we had X amount of money, mm-hmm. we would be so happy. Yeah. I mean, I can remember saying it too as a kid. I know you did. Because I remember you told me that story. Yeah. Like specifically what amount you said. Yes was would make me happy yeah do you want me to say what that number is okay but i did have a number in my head though that would be the uh, path to happiness right yeah as a teenager yeah and i i you know from a spiritual standpoint of course i think it's such a trap Mm -hmm. biblically we read so much about money in the bible and and even hearing like it's the root of all evil Mm -hmm. which i believe to some extent it can be and it it is the love of money the love of money that's the word that most people leave out though right they want to see people who are successful or making good money and say they got to be doing something wrong well I, i think just yeah people have have left out that the love of money is is the root of all evil you know money in and of itself it's just a it's just a tool. It's just a tool. It's just a tool for exchange. That's all it's intended to be. Right. So this is this is gonna be a really vulnerable conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's absolutely letting people into an area of our life that we don't really make public. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was important because, you know, with handling people and dealing with people in multiple different walks of their financial life. Yeah. You know, one, I want to give them hope. Right. Two, I want to shed some light on this topic because there is no amount of money that's ever going to bring them happiness. There's not. Now, can can it make life easier? Yes, it can. But it can make life harder too. And we've seen that in our own lives. So I would just say, as a child, I always thought, if I can, first of all, being a millionaire was just like not even in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know, I can remember on my birthday, my dad asked me, do you want a car or do you want $500? $500 cash. Do you know I t- settled for the $500 cash? I did not take the car. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that story. Like why? Yeah. But it sounded like so much when I'm 16 years old, right? right? And I right. can remember I like gave a little bit to my brothers. I bought clothes. Of course, I bought clothes. Yeah. Um, but that sounded like so much. And then growing up and working and and when even when we started the company originally, which we had never started a company before. So really, mm-hmm. we didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And I can remember sitting at the table with Harry and we were sharing like, okay, here's what we're thinking. And you and I, I would have been happy with making $5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. But when he shared with us what- Well, especially potential- coming from uh, making okay. negative per month. Yeah, totally. 5,000 seemed amazing. <laughs> yeah, but when he looked at us and he was like, guys, 5,000, like w- w- you're going to be making $100,000 mm-hmm. a month soon. Yeah. And I can remember almost like laughing, but also thinking, I'm going to be so happy making that kind of money. 
right? Mm-hmm. I'm just like thinking back, sitting at that table, right. having that conversation. Yeah. And when we got that, you know, because we did, we it was a fast run up. We were making great money. But I was like, okay, like when's the happiness coming? Because <laughs> there's still this big life behind you that's trailing, that you're paying for, and that we have nannies, you know. I mean, we were literally like having fun with Dick and Jane in that period of yeah. time because yeah. a nanny that spoke no English, Maria, couldn't even pay her for such a long time. We move into this bigger house. The kids, the schools, the cars, we mm-hmm. had it all. But, you know, the still underlying theme was, when am I going to reach that peak happiness? Yeah. Well, do you think that the world, what does the world system teach us? Do you think that it kind of ingrains in us that money is the pathway to happiness? Totally. Does it have, does the world system have an opinion on it? I mean, I think that they want us to believe that the harder we chase, and they have a vested interest to make us believe that, right? Mm-hmm. The harder we chase after it, the more mm-hmm. we see influencers on social media going and doing and having, mm-hmm. the more we're influenced by that, which, hey, that must be where happiness lies. Let right. me get to that destination. Right. And I think coming from us and sharing our hearts behind this, because people who look at us on social media or who have heard about our success, they're probably like, man, they're probably so happy. And yeah. I don't think happy is the right word. I don't either. I. It's funny when when you bring up the subject and it's not the first time that I've had this conversation, you know, um, with, with people, but, um, my favorite quote I've ever heard regarding this topic came from a very unexpected source, Mike Tyson, what? <laughs> the professional boxer. And, um, Mike Tyson made over $650 million in his professional career. Right. And he also went broke after that. How do you do that? Well, I mean, you spend more than you have. That's how. And um, his quote was, and I'm going to use my best Mike Tyson voice. Oh, here we go. He said, anyone that thinks that money's going to make you not happy never had any. And the fact of the matter is so true. that I think that people that have had resources, and I, I'm one thing that I commit to you in this podcast is I'll never talk about things I don't know about. So I can only speak from a place of my experience, but my experience has been that having more money is not the path to happiness, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in a lot of ways, it's actually a great burden to have more resources. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think anyone would necessarily believe that, but um, until you've experienced it, but it's a huge responsibility, mm-hmm. um, especially in the world we live in where there's so much need. And um, it's a heavy weight to carry when you see <laughs> that need everywhere and, and you've got these resources to steward in a, in a godly manner, you know. And so, um, you know, I, I just think that uh, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of a, uh, a snow job we get from mm-hmm. the world system that, you know, more money is going to somehow equal happiness. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the right word either. I th- I, that's, that's well said. Um, my number, okay, you probably had a number in your mind. I mean, for me as a teenager, I said, if I just get a million dollars, then I'm good. I don't I ever need to make any more. And you know what? You said that that's, when I met you too. 
So it was it was literally ingrained in me. It was a part of my belief system. Right. Um, if I shared it with you like 10 years later, um, you know, because I was probably 17, 18 when I was having these conversations with God, like, you know what, God, a million bucks, I'm golden. <laughs> and um, it, I never, I don't think I ever really equated money with happiness, though. Um, what I equated money with. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. You equated it with freedom. Freedom. I equated money with freedom, Mm -hmm. that if I had resources, then I could live my life on my own terms. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what all of us are yearning for deep down inside, is to like live our life on our terms. And so, um, you know, not being told what to do, where to be, how to do it, but actually be able to follow my own passions, to go where I want to go, experience this life. Yeah. You know, and so that's what it meant for me. And and so if you look at freedom as kind of synonymous with happiness, mm-hmm. I guess you could draw a conclusion there. But um, if you're talking about like waking up in the morning and woo, I'm kicking ready your heels together, and, you know, a couple of heel clicks, right. and yeah, no, I have not experienced right. that um, in the slightest. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, I would say my 20 year old self that did not have much, yep. was a much happier guy mm-hmm. than this guy sitting here. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, so there's the, there is a case for less is more. Totally. Um, but I think that uh, what most of us are just trying to avoid is financial calamity, mm-hmm. you know, um, of I can't pay my bills. I'm getting evicted from my, from my apartment. Um, I, I'm going to get foreclosed on, like, I think just money to avoid calamity is like a real it's that's be that's a lot of people's reality right now just I, like it was ours at one time i know but i do have to say it's, i want to speak to that because i was thinking yeah. that as you were talking and i can say some of our best memories together mm-hmm. were in those times where we had nothing really be- oh totally <laughs> because we were such survivors and yeah. such like hustlers that we were trying to figure out how we were going to make the next thing or how we were going to pay the next bill. <laughs> and so in a lot of ways, these times that people are looking at and struggling through, yeah. I think that if you can find the joy in those seasons, yeah. you know, when I, as a kid, I can remember singing this song in Sunday school. It's like, Jesus, others, and you. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful way to spell joy. Mm. And I've carried it in life because I believe that that's, that's the key for happiness mm-hmm. is that you have to be joyful, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously with God and with your spiritual life and Jesus, but others, mm-hmm. I think true happiness is going to stem from investing in other people of your time, talents, and treasures, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's not just money. Right. And then yourself. And I yeah. think that's where that joy and that happiness. That's good. I know in my own life, and you hear me say it all the time to the kids, you know, especially Connor, because he's mm-hmm. very entrepreneurial in nature too. Mm-hmm. And just reminding him like the true joy is going to be found here rather than in how much you're making. But the other thing I want to speak to and um, this was actually to something you said, which is freedom, mm-hmm. right? I agree 100% with that. But I think out of the womb, we're both alike in this category. Working for someone never worked out for us. I mean, do you remember when we were at the Loan Corporation and Harry told us that there was going to be a guy named Brian Kreider who was going to be over the two of us? Yeah. And that we had to be in work at a certain time. Yeah. And we were like, okay. We were a little bit rebellious. If he told us to be in at nine, we'd show up at 11. It's yeah. like, 
I don't work like that. I, yeah. It's hard. I remember for me. he tried to take us to lunch to um, to corral us in and uh, get us under control. How did that work? Because yeah, we were we were not a good example to the rest of the staff of but showing up when we want and leaving when we wanted. But you know they couldn't argue with our numbers, so right. he was really in a quite a predicament. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's like the essence of of um, I think. I think most of us uh, yeah. human beings at the most primal level, you know, are wild and free mm-hmm. or we at least want to be, yeah. you know, and um, I, you said something though, and um, I'm, I'm so glad I, I remembered this, but uh, you know, I don't even really like the word happiness. It's actually um, not a good word to uh, talk about this place we're trying to get, right? Yeah. Happiness the, the, the root of happiness is happens. So that means that how I feel, okay, happiness is contingent on what happens to me. Mm-hmm. So good things happen, I'm happy. Bad things happy, I'm not. Bad things happen, I'm not. And so I, where I've tried in my, the latter part of my life to get to and strive to get to is a place where what happens to me, whether rich or poor, sick or healthy, you know, um, uh, good times or bad is that I'm deeply rooted Mm -hmm. somewhere else that says I'm content. Right. And, you know, I think contentment Mm -hmm. is what ultimately leads to joy. Agree. And joy is much bigger, much bigger than happiness. You know, if happiness is a, is a twig, you know, joy is the root. And so I think that, um, you know, as human beings mm-hmm. and, and, and not having uh, control over what happens to us, let's face it, we have no control over what happens to us in this life. We have to be rooted somewhere deeper. That's right. You know, and, um, and, and so I think that the money piece is much more tied to that happens to me thing where it creates temporary. So, yeah, let, let me ask you. Um, if if happiness is more of a fleeting emotion right. that's temporary and not really like a permanent state of being, um, then what was your happiest moment of having money and uh, and what you somehow parlayed that money to to create a, a, a an emotion of happiness? Well, for me, I think I am very much like if I'm going to do something, I want to take those I love with me along mm-hmm. for the ride. Yeah. And That's I'm true. also one that I I like the best of everything. <laughs> so even when I travel, yeah. people who know me, I love to stay in the best hotel. I love to eat at the best restaurants, but mm-hmm. I like to do it with the people I love. Yeah. And to be able to show them what's possible. Yeah. Like, hey, so, you know, I can remember going to Cabo. Do you yeah. remember that trip? I mean, of first of all, the people salute you like, hello. They salute you when you walk <laughs> I mean, into that resort. You were sold you're greeted, right then and there. You're greeted with popsicles. You have cookies and milk on your nightstand. <laughs> like you are speaking my language. Yeah. Yeah. I just remembered the tequila the first time we went there. But uh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> but I just like, for me, it's that this, that being just being pampered and just yeah. being relaxing. And so that was your, I made it moment. Oh, Hands down, my I made it moment. <laughs> yeah. No, I can relate to that as well. But was it lasting? Well, I mean, hey, I have great or memories. Was it and I love going back there. And I think I've discovered exactly what it takes for Amber to relax. And like, I do have high standards mm-hmm. in where I stay and where I eat and mm-hmm. who I do it with. Yeah. But I, and I think I've grown. But I also think <clears throat> looking back, I would have done so many things differently. Mm hmm. 
you know, when I first started making money. But I, I, I'm honestly in a posture of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that we've been entrusted with it. But I think the older I get, the more I would just want the simple life. Yeah. I think yeah. I crave just simplicity in every area, including finances, because the more you have, the more you spend, the more you, you're responsible for, the more books you have to manage. Like, I just would love to just, it be simple. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful for everything that we've been given. And I think that's the posture that I would encourage even our listeners who are walking through and they feel like they're struggling. Yeah. Just be grateful mm-hmm. in that season. Be grateful you're healthy. Yeah. And you're feeling, and you have a roof over your head. Gratitude. You know, we just got back from Nicaragua. And yeah. I know you know what I'm about to say, but these people, they live in these shanties. And talk about the complete opposite of where mm-hmm. I prefer to stay. Mm-hmm. Like looking at them. But they are so happy. Well, I, I that brings up a good point because... You know, we have the luxury of traveling to a lot of different countries. And um, in this country, there seems to be an MO, um, a mode of operandi that says the more money you have, the happier you are. But when we go to places like Nicaragua and Costa Rica, we actually see that MO turned on its head. Totally. And all of a sudden, a truth is illuminated that says that MO that everyone in the United States is operating under is not accurate. That there is a life that is outside the realm of, of monetary instruments, such as money, right. uh, that, that you can be completely whole and content and happy. And we see it. We, I, I, when we go to Africa on missions trips, I get there and I'm like, we're supposed to be here like giving these folks something, yet every mm-hmm. time I leave, I leave with a lot more than I brought mm-hmm. because I see folks that have absolutely nothing, not even clean water, and they have so much joy. And I'm like, wow, we could really learn from this society. Yeah. And you know what they have, though? Their number one national treasure is each other mm-hmm. and time mm-hmm. with each other. They have so much community. Because I, last time I left, I was struck with the word that they're struggling together. They're struggling together. They're and it, together, it creates yeah. this intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, this into me see that is like, it, it, it's totally bypasses anything money can actually do to make us happy or okay or content or whatever you want to say. Right. So I don't know. I'm, um, it's, it's paradoxical. But it's opened my mind and my eyes that, you know, the simple life is a good life. Yeah, it is. But if you remember, um, when we first started um, peaking out in our income, um, our mentor told us that this is a bell-shaped curve. You're going to come out of the gate down here. Not own, You haven't owned much yeah. in your life. And then you're going to start making money. You're going to want all the things. Right. You're going to want all the you gotta things. you got to go through that. You've got to go through it. And you're going to want And we travel and the, the jets yeah. and the planes and 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 the, the and, and all the bags right. and all all the clothes. And for me, it was all the boats. And um, and then you're going to like, okay, that and they're do done it. that. Right. And you're on the other side of that curve is like, yeah, it wasn't all I thought it would be. That's right. But Solomon told us that in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, he taught us that. He, he, he said it was all meaningless, mm-hmm. that he had all the money, all the things, and he had capacity to do whatever, and he said, but it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that um, maybe we're a lot richer than we think we are. Right. 
you know, without the money. Right. Maybe that's the bottom totally line. Totally agree. I don't know. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, I mean, some days I, uh, you know, some days I truly crave the simpler life because it is. It's with a lot, you know, too much is given, much is required, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a huge responsibility, you know, um, but I also don't want to come across as being ungrateful Mm -hmm. what God's entrusted us with. And I think if I could impact people who are listening, the biggest thing I would say is live today Mm -hmm. in a posture of gratitude where you are financially, whether you have $100 in the bank or $100,000 in the bank or $100 million in the bank. Mm -hmm. It's the same posture of gratitude. Yeah. Because I believe that's what God looks at is, you know what? They're happy with 100 and they're managing this 100 as if it were 100,000. Right. That's who I'm going to entrust more with. Yeah. And even when you're going through and dealing with credit card debt, I think even the posture you take with how you're handling that and how you're respecting or disrespecting it Mm -hmm. is what God looks at with, can I trust them with more? Right. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, I think back to some of our, I call them frivolous spending because, I mean, I, I loved handbags. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I look back now and I think of all the people I could have impact with with food rather than Gucci purses, mm. you know, that's the it it's hard to swallow sometimes, yeah. you know. And I think I that comes with age. Yeah. You get more Experience. wisdom as you get older, but I'm here to tell you it's not yeah. gonna make you happy. Um, the cars are not gonna make you happy. You've gotta you've gotta dig deeper mm. to find that joy. And I think finding your purpose in life too. Mm. You know, for us, I feel like we're finally at a place to where we're taking everything we've done in life and we know what we love to do. And we are at a place to where we can just do what we love to do now. Mm. And so the more that we can educate people and share with them about the areas that we feel we've gained a lot of knowledge in, mm. if it changes the trajectory of their life, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, it's it really isn't about the monetary gain anymore for me. So yeah, I mean, if I was talking to my younger self, um, you know, 15 years ago, um, I would uh, I would definitely encourage him to have a kingdom building um, mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is the bottom line of kingdom building is focusing on others, yep. like you said, um, and um, also uh, building wealth. Mm-hmm. Because being rich and being wealthy is two different things. Totally. And, um, you know, rich is, rich is um, in my mind, more of a, an income-based philosophy. It's how much money do I have and how much, how many possessions can I parlay that money into? Right. And then there's wealth, which is the um, amalgamation of uh, being able to uh get assets and and to acquire assets that are ultimately going to get us to that O sector, which is letting everything we've done back there, um, pay for our living going forward. Right. So, um, I, you know, I think that's a cup just where I am today and Mm -hmm. I'm sure another 20 years I'm going to evolve in my thinking, but just where I am today and based on what I know and my experiences, um, I think that's what really matters. Yeah. All the boats didn't matter. Although you said something earlier. What? Memories. You know? Yeah, um, memories are great though, but you know the way I see it? Like, I see it as, you know, if I want to do it, I can. Yeah. But it's almost like eating sweets for me, Mm -hmm. which like I could eat them every day, but I Mm -hmm. try to refrain from doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, if I want it, I can have it. Yeah. But I don't need it today. Right. Right. Right? We can always go back and buy or do, but I don't need to have it in my yard to say I have it. Yeah. As like a a sign that, you know, I've made it. 
Yeah. That, that and, just doesn't work for me anymore. And memories don't necessarily cost anything. No. You know, family get-togethers and yeah. great birthday parties and uh, barbecue in the backyard, mm-hmm. you know, some of the best totally. simple memories. And, you know, then we spent $150,000 on a trip to Europe. Right. And um, the kids the, don't even uh, remember. I think they were too young. Yeah. Are those memories any better? Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I never regret um, any of the money I spent um, making memories with our family. Yeah, I agree. I've never regretted that. Me neither. In um, fact, no matter the price tag. I still don't. Like, I still have zero problem with spending on traveling because yeah. I know those are memories we'll take with us forever. And it's experiences too, right? Totally. But I am super excited to yeah. get to this part of our series down the road that's actually going to share with people how to optimize their investments so they're making money while they sleep. Because you're right, there's a difference between being rich yeah. and being wealthy. And that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned from you over the years, mm-hmm. even when I met you, mm-hmm. is you taught me how to save. Mm-hmm. And you taught me the difference between just saving, but also thinking 25 years down the road. Yeah. So now I always live through the lens of, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I did get this today, but I really don't have it because mm-hmm. I already see it. I'm putting it to work for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for you to be able to share that when we talk about optimizing, because I think it's going to click for a lot of people who've never been exposed to like, what do I do first? Yeah. And how is this going to grow for me over? Like, I love the seven. What is that rule about seven years? Yeah, everything the, multiplies or something. No, it's the the rule of seventy two. Seventy two. Um, basically, uh, you know, if you take a rate of return and you so you take seventy two and divide a rate of return, shows you how many years it takes to double. So if um, you know if you were getting a ten percent interest rate, for example, your money would double in seven point two years. Yeah. So seventy two divided by ten, and um, so it's a good rule of thumb to that, and that's really to illustrate the power of compounding, yeah, um, compounding interest. So, so that makes me want to save yeah. more than it does make me want to get another Gucci purse. Is yeah. what I'm saying. And you know, I'm um, saving. Yeah, saving is is it's, it's a great good. thing. It's good. Yeah. You know, I think that that's the place that um, our pop our society needs to get to the place. We're the worst savers in the country and the believe world. It. In United fact, States. I'm going to share something the with wealthiest, you. The wealthiest, but the worst savers. So listen to this. There was a study done that says that money makes us happy only up to $75,000, but then it levels out. So it doesn't matter if you're making 500,000 million has, does not matter. You will Mm. not be any happier than you were at $75,000. Interesting. But Dylan Matthews, who he's just an American journalist. I, I wouldn't give much to that. His philosophy is that the more you earn, the more satisfied you are with your life. Basically, his theory is being richer is correlated with higher life satisfaction. Mm. And I know that that kind of speaks to your freedom piece. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't hear him saying necessarily happiness, more just life satisfaction in general, which I think Mm. can correlate with more freedom. And what I hear in that is he's correlating the amount of money we make with identity. Mm. Um, and I think that's a dangerous road to go Absolutely. down because once again, we can't control what happens to us. You and I were making a lot of money, um, and we were very satisfied with who we were yeah. as mortgage brokers. Mm-hmm. And within 24 hours, we were unemployed and making no money. Yeah. So if we were rooted by Mr. Dillon's <laughs> yeah. theory, we'd be up a creek. We our identity would have been absolutely destroyed. Totally. So we have to be really careful that 
what we do, how much we make, and how much we have is not who we are. Exactly. Right? And um, I think if we can get there, yep. like uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, get to that place yeah. where that, that it doesn't identify us, that that's a very healthy place to be. And I think then gratitude and contentment Absolutely. are achievable. They're reachable. Yep. You know, but as long as I am yeah. how much I make right. or I am how much I have. Right. Ooh, that's a dangerous, precarious place to live. Well, it's sad. It yeah. actually just shows like you really don't know. That's not the giftings God's given to you internally because regardless of that, I always say, I'm just Amber. It's almost like Jenny from the block. Like I am from the the government housing, like did not have anything. Mm-hmm. And I will always be that person. Mm-hmm. So like that's such a great, valuable point that you said. So mm-hmm. I'm really... Actually, I'm happy to be sharing the stage with you today. Yeah, that's awesome. Having this conversation. It's always great to reflect back and even just talking. Mm-hmm. It brings up a lot for me and hopefully to our listeners too, like who are struggling or some who are mm-hmm. highly successful. They can probably uh, relate with a lot of what we shared today. But mm-hmm. if you want more information or you want to reach out to us, yeah. you can do so at reducemydebts.com. Yes. And I'm really excited because you just dropped a little bit as far as the O, optimization and mm-hmm. optimizing investments. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for you to dig into that deeper in the next few weeks to share. Maybe just start yeah. giving them a little bit of like, okay, I'm getting out of debt. So where's the first place I invest? So the first step, like for, I think most of us, yeah. and I'm included in that is taking off our mask. Yeah. You know, like we have to take off our mask because I can sit here and put on a really good show for everybody that mm-hmm. I got it all figured out and I'm happy, whatever that means, but I could be a hot mess too. And so, you know, I think that this this podcast is centered around getting right with our heart, you mm-hmm. know. And so going to reducemydebts.com, get, take off the mask, have a clarity call, have a look at where you're at. So then we can help devise a plan yeah. for 10 years from now, you know. And I think that's the goal. And a lot of, a lot of what prevents people from uh, moving forward is just leaving this mask on and pretending like they're good where they are when right. they're really not. Right. You know? So, um, yeah, money's not the pathway, but just Mm-mm. general wellness is. <laughs> so, Absolutely. That's, that's the target. Well, it's being authentic. Yeah. Being truly authentic to mm-hmm. who you are, where you are financially, and it's okay. Just like you were telling everybody, we were filing bankruptcy back in the day, yeah. and I would just like literally lose my junk every time. I'm like, why do you have to tell everybody? But it's really just that that's just where we were. We yeah. were filing bankruptcy. It's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. All right. Thanks. Thank you.